0: Thank
2: Sox fans, guess what? Brett Balesman here, lucky enough to host Southside Sox podcast. Yeah, we're going back to the old numbering system. 112, I think it's 112. I'll go back and count them one day. One day when we're not all na- biting our nails about whether the White Sox, the Chicago White Sox, will make the playoffs. Um, well, hey, there's a lot to talk about. I don't know if this is going to be an extended version of our podcast or not, but uh, we'll just roll with what we have to begin with. Oh, to briefly catch you up, I don't know, in case you've been under a rock or stuck like our friend here, Dante Jones, occasionally trapped in Wrigley Field behind enemy lines. Maybe you're rooting for Albert Pujols to get to 700 home runs. Eh, We talked about it earlier privately. We're not going to talk about it on the podcast. Um, If you have been caught under that rock or in Wrigley Field, uh, you may somehow not be aware that Michael Kolpak threw, oh, somewhere upwards of 19 pitches, hurt going into the game, hurt coming out of the game. Uh, well, we'll get into Michael Kolpak soon enough. But listen, the bottom line is the White Sox, 62 and 60. Uh, this is a shit show. What can you say? They're uh, three games out of first place. And because the division sucks so very badly. Well, hey, they're still in the race, right? They're just one series sweep away from like somehow finding themselves in the first place. So why not still be excited about this team as they charge toward October? But here's where we're going to start. Usually I'm asking everybody here and I'll get to some quick introductions here in a second. I'm usually asking everybody here, oh, hey, what do you think? Give me your analysis about the White Sox. Let's do some numbers breakdown. Let's, let's talk about how the rotation will work out. You know what? Forget that. Uh, We're going to start with just with a vibe check about how you're feeling as a White Sox fan. This has been a brutal, brutal season. We got war in Europe. We got a bullshit Supreme Court. We got women's rights being completely annihilated. All of them are gone. And guess what? When they find new ones to take away, they're going to try to take those away too. There are good things to talk about, but really in the world right now, Not too much. And we were supposed to just get a moment, a moment of respite with the 2022 Chicago White Sox. We weren't promised jetpacks. We weren't promised flying cars. We were promised a contention window, and they are not delivering. So that said, given that this has been a gut punch, there's 40 games left. It's a sprint to October. It's 40 games left i'm lucky enough to be joined with stalwart crystal o'keefe and the other half of the indianapolis field office of course the super joseph reese's uh zachary hayes i believe is somewhere out there uh ready to participate in this podcast and probably give us some of that statistical analysis we got dante jones fresh off of his cta experience he is ready to rant and of course i'm going to get this name one right at some point it's jordan uh, hawes who is Uh, Joining us again. Hopefully, uh, audio uh, correction is and we will be able to hear her uh, even more clearly than in past podcasts. We have a six pack with you. It's not a literal statistical six pack, it's just a six pack podcast. Uh, Let's go in terms of uh, let's begin with the uh, tenured member of this group. No, it's not Joseph Rees, it's going to be the tenured member. Uh, who is doing the heavy load of coverage, including a Michael Kolpak, uh, uh injury update just published on site. It's Crystal O'Keefe. Gut check, Crystal. You're a White Sox fan, and you need to tell me now how you are feeling.
4: Am I a White Sox fan? <laughs> um, the vibes are way oh. off. Uh, um, I know Jackie's all good vibe vibes. I'm just like bad vibes. <laughs> This team is cursed. I hate everything.
2: Go Mets. Oh, Mets. God damn it. We got the fucking Mets in this podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go Mets. They, yeah. <laughs> well run. At least this year, I suppose. Uh, okay. Uh, Jordan, um, vibe check. Uh, the, uh, most recent in the door. <laughs> Probably most recent wanting to claw out, but you don't get to. You're here with us now. How you feeling as a White Sox fan?
5: Uh, that's the vibe it's just a <laughs> it's just a tired groan just not there is no vibe the vibe is like if there was a vibe it's it's gone and there's no vibration we are at uh, absolute zero in terms of vibration
2: play a lot of in uh in one of my other hundred and fifty jobs I've had in my life, uh DJ played the last skinny puppy. There was a song I can't even remember what it was. Death Groan. We I made a card out of that, just a death groan. So if I could cue the death groan, I would do it right now. Jordan okay, death groan vibe. Joe Rhesus, um still not eight games out. Uh as a White Sox fan. Now forget, like oh, can they get battle back into it? As a White Sox fan, just give me your gut. How are you feeling?
6: Very bad. Um, I can get into this you know, later. I won't expand on it too much right now because it's, you know, we're just doing simple vibe checks. <laughs> won't go into a deep dive with any stats, but yeah, it's, it's not a good feeling. Um, yeah. Again. Yeah. Like, like you said, um not giving up entirely. It's still very possible to make the playoffs here and even win the division. But uh, yeah, it, this is, not a good feeling. And I did not think I would be feeling like this in 2022
2: at any point. Zach Hayes, welcome back to the podcast. And hey, boy, just jump right in with uh, with two feet, full legs, full body, jump in. And um, you, I know you haven't been far enough away to not be feeling the existential dread that is the 2022 Chicago White Sox. So if you'd like to validate my question or go against me on this, What's your vibe, check? How's your gut? Just
1: resign, man. This is the this is the worst case scenario that you dreamed up when they announced this hire. When the progression yep. went from oh, ha ha, they're just floating yep. this to the press, you know, for the yep. for you know shits and giggles, basically. Yep. To oh, oh no, they're actually going to do this, and you start yep. to think, okay, well, you know, they have this exciting young core, they have mm-hmm. money to spend. How can they possibly mess this up? And anything you might have thought of at the time. Okay. Has by now probably happened. Uh, so it's sort of like it's, uh, yeah, resignation, man. This is this is the bed that they made, and we are being forced to sleep in it, and it's not very comfortable.
2: No, and you're right. That's what upon hire. Once it sunk in that it wasn't just this really creepy rumor, um, you think, okay, yeah, young core. Uh, guess what? Uh, they'll ignore them. Managers don't matter, right? Managers don't matter. Uh, yeah, managers do matter. And God, we're finding a ridiculous way to discover that. It's like we just keep looking under rocks and we find uglier and uglier reasons. Okay, Dante Jones, uh, you've been uh, vocal with us today um, internally on site, uh, which showed up. I'm sure everybody loved reading that uh, Slack cast thing we put up. But uh, vibe, give me some vibe on uh, where you are really just as a fan because you're a lifelong White Sox fan. Um.
3: Man, this team makes it difficult. Like, I was at Bears podcast recording the other day and I asked a question to the hosts who are also White Sox fans and asked, so how do I get people to understand that this season is dead? And then we come to today and Jesus fucking Christ. It's deader. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I didn't think it would get this much worse. Like... Kopech was running into an innings limit either way. Mm -hmm. But now you just kind of like, it almost feels like you have to shut them down. Also, last time I was on this pod, I said, if they show me something against the Astros, uh, I might stay committed. They spent two days showing me something against the Mm -hmm. Astros. And then they spent (laughs) two days showing me something against the Astros. So the vibes are not particularly high to say the least yeah hey
2: listen they ended up going 11-8 during that stretch we had said 12-7 that was such a high bar for them and they came within one game of that by sweeping uh, Detroit and it still just feels like crap it just feels like we're all sick it's just a virus it's a, it's a White Sox pandemic that will not and all right well let's jump uh off oh, hell with it let's take a break because who knows we'll just keep ranting and ranting um we don't know how long this is go it could be short because you know this is just you know I don't know if this is awake. Not a funeral. Of course, not a funeral yet. <laughs> that's Saxivus that's, uh, time. <laughs> we'll get to that soon enough. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll get back. We'll talk a little bit about what happened uh, today or yesterday uh, with Michael Kopech and the Chicago White Sox team.
0: Please stick with us. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: I, c- congratulations on the courage to all of you listeners, readers, even viewers, you stuck with us for what is the second half or the the extended second half of this podcast as we now launch into uh, what happened in the Chicago White Sox game. Makeup game in Kansas City should be one to pick up a win. Not easy to do. They're jumping all over the place. So one day in, one day out while Kansas is just sitting at home, all comfortable. White Sox still got to come in and win a game like that. They don't. They don't, and the excuse here, I guess, would be that Michael Kopech was not prepared to pitch. He hurt himself, didn't tell the Sox, or told the Sox they didn't care. Uh, at whatever rate, this is uh, or this is organizational malfeasance. Obviously, that is essentially the pocket schedule uh, title for 2022 organizational malfeasance on, on every level of ownership down. Obviously, the guy hands on Tony Larusa, the pitching coach, the bullpen coach, all observing Michael Kopech, asking him, "Hey, how you feeling?" He's like, "Yeah." That right there, it's not Lance Lynn. It's not even Lucas Gilito. It's Michael Kopech, who is still learning. He's never done this. Yes, he's pitched full seasons in the minors. This is not the minors. And yet he's allowed to go out and really have his ass handed to him, really no fault of his own. Of course, he's, he's hurt. Uh, he's trying to uh, belly up and do what he needs to do uh, for the team. He ends up feeling bad, as, as Crystal pointed out uh, in her piece. Uh, ends up feeling guilty now for the second time. He's exited the game early. Uh, he's left the team hanging the team still has seven straight games to play before they get another break on Monday. Uh, that's taxing the bullpen. Now he feels bad. You put him in a position to feel lousy. Like he's not a good teammate because his, his knees busted up uh, thoughts, uh, whoever wants to actually speak up for this um, on the Michael Kopech situation, because again, uh, we've actually figured out AP style or the Oxford style for shit show is two words. And this was a shit show today. So please, opine on the shit show, friends. Can you do a
5: tree, team trainer for medical malpractice? Because that's what this feels like. That's I'm just like, how how, does, how are there like 10 people on this team watching him warm up? I didn't even watch him warm up. I, I did not see that. I, I didn't watch the game. I was at work. But I, how do you watch someone warm up? Be in that much pain and then immediately go and pitch a walk, a hit by a pitch at like eighty eight miles an hour on the fastball and still not think, hmm, maybe I should take this guy out. Like it's not like I mean, the three better minimum is only a thing if he's not hurt. what, right. So it's like there's there was no there was no good reason to to leave him in that game. And it, it it's it's almost like sadistic. It's like they're trying to test like who on this team would be willing to work through an injury when it, it I mean, because everyone has at this point, it seems like, and it's just awful. Like that, like, I feel bad for him. Like it's its not good to do things hurt. Yeah. And you're like trying to do things at the highest level. So it its it's crazy that there were like probably six different layers of people that this yeah let this happen.
2: Yeah, bullpen coach, pitching coach, manager, Sebi Zavala catching them before the game, bullpen catcher, uh, and that's just I just sneezed all that. Uh, there's certainly, certainly, there are more. Uh, more thoughts on uh, um, uh, Mike uh, Kopac.
3: Well, this just reminded me of something at the NBA that happened a few years back when. Um, what is his name? The coach of the Warriors, he Mark, Mike Jack Mark Jackson. He was the coach of the Warriors during the early years, like right before the dynasty started mm-hmm. with them, and he got fired because he couldn't get them over the hump or whatever. Next year, they won championship. Everybody's like, "Well, why isn't anybody else hired this guy?" And the reason they haven't hired him is because of how batshit crazy his methods <laughs> were. Pitching. Like, the things he would tell his players once taking Steph, Stephen Curry to his church and pouring holy water on his ankle because his ankle was messed up, that type of thing. And even with all that said, I think I'd rather deal with that than Tony La Russa and crew. Like, as I said earlier on Twitter, why in the fuck would you let somebody that you know is injured pitch? Like the, like, the thing is, you have to stop the player that's probably saying, like, I'm good, I'm good. No, you have to stop yeah. the player and protect them from themselves mm-hmm. because things like this can happen. Now, I'm happy he got pulled after 19 pictures and the game was, and, like, he shouldn't feel guilty. It's not his fault. Like, the way things work in society is that we tell people, you can work through the pain, all that type of stuff. And that's a thing that, especially in a super manly men driven world like baseball there's at least five six of them dudes just saying Mm -hmm. oh ain't nothing it's just a little it's a little discomfort you good you good but no that's when a manager that's a good manager steps in and says you're not going on the mound today you cannot pitch today Mm -hmm. that's when a good teammate says no you're doing a pen session you're not looking good that being said, I don't really have blame for Seppi because he doesn't make that decision. You no, might have even told him he doesn't look good today. Right. Like, to me, blame goes to bench coach, picture coach. That's Ethan Katz. I forget who the bench coach is because at this point, I don't uh, It's Mickey
2: Cairo, but yeah, you know what? We don't. Oh, yeah, he he Cairo, may not exist. Right? He may not exist. I don't know if he actually he exists not. in the white size, Yeah, well. like,
3: it's reminding, like, it's so insane that you would let somebody that's obviously hurt pitch and i was just happy that i was at work during the, this game <laughs> so i could not just put like just run through my tv so yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: bonus points dante for bringing a full circle and mentioning the holy water sprinkle because that really seems like a united states supreme court sort of thing so uh, bonus points there leading off second half with more voodoo uh okay speaking of voodoo uh, other thoughts on uh, Michael Kopeck and what happened today, because it was really, 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 really not good.
4: Um, I would just, I mentioned it earlier that I just wish ill will on all of these um, trainers and management and all that at this point, because you can't play injured. You could be the best player on that team and you can't play injured. And I mentioned in the article I wrote earlier, like, you're going to ruin these careers. Michael Kopech is so unbelievably talented, and that organization is ruining him. Yasmani Grandal was very talented, lost all of his power this year because he keeps playing injured. And, they're, I mean, they're just ruining these players. And I'm really, really pissed because Michael Kopech is my guy. Yeah. And they're going to destroy him before i get a chance to like fully enjoy him pitch an entire season you got 110
2: innings crystal geez what are you complaining about my god knowing what we know now he's lucky he survived into into uh the triple figures uh zach i want to pull you in here um as a a guy who's um, pitched at a competitive level as well i mean this is this is something uh, you know especially a young guy i mean uh, everybody wants to play through this but between the observation the fact that he is he even admitted he was sort of like stop and start with how he was feeling. Somebody, I mean, it's not even necessarily just Tony here, but somebody has to intervene and at least have a little longer talk. I know the game is starting, but something has to happen here where you don't end up throwing this guy out on the mound to, you know, potentially really not to be too dramatic, risk his career.
1: Yeah. It's incredibly irresponsible of the team. And it's, I mean, it's pretty poetic and fitting, you know, politics maybe the wrong word, but fitting at least that it happened, you know, a day after Joe McEwen. <laughs> uh pretty much get what everyone believes they're, they're coming every down day down now down knee blown out. Yeah. I mean you know and it's not like it was an isolated thing it's part of a pattern uh it's part of a very very large pattern that seems to go from the training staff through the minor leagues up through the coaching through the decision making on things like that where of course the player wants to play they're players that's what they do uh you have to be you're the adult in the room so to speak uh and there are people that are saying, "Well, you know, what about Ethan Katz? What about Miguel Cairo? You know, what about everyone else there?" And superbowl. at the end of the day, you know, buck stops with the manager. He makes the decisions. You know, the fact that you're 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 calling yourself a Hall of Fame baseball man and you're letting a 24 year old, 25 year old pitch injured because reasons. Uh, honestly, I didn't watch the post game presser. I'm not sure if he had any. Uh, um, any substantive explanation for it but it's part of well i think you know (laughs) it's part of a no it's part of a larger pattern and it really does these players a disservice i think crystal is spot on it's really i'm disappointed for the players i'm i'm sad for them in some ways i think uh it's it's irresponsible and the organization needs to be you know condemned for it they're taking a very good group of ball players and putting them in positions to be hurt and altering their careers and that's a really shitty
2: thing to watch as a band. Uh, Joe, uh, Kopech specific or not, uh, I know you had some numbers or just thoughts on uh, that situation uh, before we move on to our next topic, which I'm sure will be much more uh, thrilling, exciting, and joyful than what we're talking about right now.
6: Uh, Regarding Kopech's situation specifically, obviously very disappointing to see just so many layers of security, so to speak, um, fail to uh, get him out of the game before any sort of serious damage was done um, or really just should have been able to do that, you know, before the first pitch ideally. Um, But um, yeah, it was just out of, yeah, this is kind of a, I guess, a type of failure that you really can't afford to have. It's it's completely avoidable and people are going to make mistakes from time to time, but yeah, this one, um, was like a type of mistake that I, I feel like is is less excusable than you know, most of the ones that we we've, we've seen this year, and um, yeah, it certainly wasn't um, yeah. And the game was pretty much uh, even though they rallied and came back, like it, they were put in a deep hole like right away as a result of it. So and it was almost like instant you know karma for for having him start out that first inning. Um. So yeah, just not yeah, very very bad moment there.
2: So we've been sort of nibbling at it. And, you know, of course, Tony LaRussa is the uh, the elephant or, you know, insert here. Don't want to insult elephants uh, in the room. Uh, obviously, management is really centered around him. You know, the joke is that he's the number two person in the organization, uh, frankly, with probably all hands on. Jerry Reinsdorf is with this team at this point. He could just be the number one person in the organization. Rick has limited power, which, of course, tempts us to just let him completely off the hook. Well, I'm sorry. He's a general manager. He's still to hire the guy. But uh, given the state of the team, 40-game uh, sprint to see if they can make up three games, or I guess it would have to be four games because they cannot survive a tiebreaker with Cleveland uh, or Minnesota. I, I don't think for that matter. I guess there's still some games against Minnesota, but it's not going to happen. Uh, to make up four games in the standings is certainly doable. Uh, division is horrible. White Sox could actually get hot in spite of their manager. Who's to say? But the 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 clouds are gathering. Uh, uh, Again, we were promised um, nothing too fancy, but at least a competitive team, (laughs) which it is not. (laughs) So we've been disappointed there. Um, And you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, because we have all off season, or even the rest of this season, to discuss all the horrors that will befall us as fans if this team really does actually fail to make the playoffs. Uh, fail to do anything in the playoffs. And again, that's increasingly likely, but you know, there's still, there's still hope. The magic number is not zero for Cleveland. Um, but you know, not to just repeat the vibe check, but um, this, this starts and ends with Tony La Russa. He pushes back in press conferences. He admits no fault. Uh, and here's the problem. You're a hall of famer baseball person. So you have a right to be brash and grumpy and grizzled and garrulous uh if you're not making stupid fucking rookie errors which Tony La Russa is doing so really you got to pick a lane here uh he's picking neither he's gonna jut his chin out just waiting for someone to punch it. and of course no one in that press room is necessarily gonna punch it and that wouldn't be the right response anyway but no one is really putting his feet to the fire um so he gets off scot-free uh State of the situation with the Arusa, is there any way around this? It sort of made the offhand comment that, you know, the team, I think Zach sort of alluded to it as well, that this team could just come out, come, up, uh, come together and win in spite of Tony Russa. It seems like that is not possible. And unless we just get a very lucky 40-game sprint here, it's not going to happen. Uh, so, again, what is the outlook for this team maybe being able to make up those four games to get into the playoffs? Uh, they're not playing like a team that's going to get that kind of hot stretch but is it, it, Tony Russo making it impossible? He may have just done that with Kopech today.
4: He's making it super impossible. I mean, we don't have a team anymore. Half of them <laughs> are on some like weird limbo of are they injured, or dead, or can they play tomorrow? So he's come. I mean, he's royally screwed this team over. And I'm not even saying that because I was bitter about his hire. Like, he's caused irreparable damages to this team, to this organization, to this fan base. I was just looking at tickets because I was actually talking to Zach about taking a game together. And I was like, you can get really good tickets for 20 bucks because that's how bad this team sucks I right bet. now. <laughs> so, Zach, we can get tickets for 20 bucks. And going down. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> um, But. Yeah. I mean, he's caused caused too much damage that I don't see them clawing their way back at any point. They're going to suck until he dies or Jerry dies.
2: And that's a fair point, Crystal. Uh, A year ago, uh, we all were, um, I'll speak to people who weren't even here with us yet. We were all unhappy about the hire, but Hey, you win 93 games. You got to at least say, okay, well, they won 93 in spite of him. He did something. He stayed out of the way. I think that was a big thing. He sort of stayed out of the way. And there's a weird, those, all those weird storylines about like him and, you know, two managers were rooming together and, and he, and, uh, Giolito went out, you know, drinking non-alcohol beers or whatever. Yeah, I mean, all these weird team fueled storylines about like how great Tony Russo was. Okay. But we weren't, you know, we weren't burying him. Uh, they won 93 games, again, spite of them or not. Uh, so important point, this, they, they ain't happening. And that's sort of the point of my question is, you know, he, <laughs> he is actually dragging this team down at this point. It has not been any kind of learning process. It's worse year two. Uh, anyone s- see any reason for hope or, or any break in the clouds?
6: Crazier things have happened than a team like the white sox who have been a the middle of the pack team all year for the most part you know going on a big run down the stretch um but it, it's it's mighty tough to see at at this point um like yeah it would it would take quite the resurgence um i mean it's it's largely a team that's you know struggling to put up any kind of serious runs you know, even when they have a you know a double digit hit total I mean yeah it, it, during the, the the broadcast today when they fell behind five four you know Benetti had talked about like guess um, you know when was the last time the white sox scored more than five runs in a game um, and I could expand on that a little here like in August they've <laughs> scored six or more three times in 21 games and by contrast they've scored, less than 3 um nine times in 21 games um like e- even when they're getting hits they it's typically they're not typically doing it in a in a fun way really and um i i don't know if there's any buttons that's tony can press but yeah like what whatever is going on in the dugouts at least for players not named for, you know with, the odd, you know, good game here and there, you know, with the exception of Jose Abreu, and then on the pitching side, Johnny Cueto and Dylan Cease. There, there's just not a ton that is exciting to watch right now. And um, yeah, um, it, like as Crystal said, like it, it, odds are it's not there's not going to be a big change at the manager spots until either Tony or Jerry dies, or you know, Tony get just decides he's. He doesn't want to do it anymore wouldn't count on that either um i, I mean yeah it's he's very the, the good decisions that he's made are too few and far between there, there's very very little redeeming about him at this point and if they are going to go on an, inexplic- an inexplicable run down the stretch here and uh, to win the division it certainly won't be, be because of him
2: Joe Reese is confirming good decisions have been made by Tony La Russa. And I guess that technically is true, though. We don't want to talk about it. Okay. Other thoughts on uh, Tony? Again, it's the perpetual topic.
4: I just want to very quickly say Johnny Cueto, player manager, problem solved.
2: (laughs) Horses for everyone.
1: Yeah, we've got a, at this point, year plus, almost two-year sample size of Tony La Russa's managing. Uh, Whatever happens these next 40 games, very, you know, much stranger things have happened Mm -hmm. than a mediocre team of this you know 2022 white sox team's caliber you know backing into the playoffs with 85 wins it it happens all the time uh far stranger things have happened Uh, but even if it does happen does it outweigh the past season and four months of losing games on the margins consistently Mm -hmm. with the same losing strategies over and over again it doesn't really you know uh, change any of that. So I don't know, you know, why, a, why we'd expect any of that to change over the next 40 games. It's a team that because of that needs everything to go right. And, you know, has anything ever, at what point have they had the entire lineup together at once, much less have everything actually be clicking, you know, at once. Uh, unless that happens, they're going to have trouble being a consistently good team. And I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're I'm about to start all clicking at once anytime soon. So, uh, no, they're, they're handicapped. Yeah. You know?
2: Zach, uh, Tony won a World Series with a really lousy, uh, barely over 500 St. Louis Cardinals team stealing the World Series. The White Sox win in 2006. Okay, so just sit down. He's just, they it's a master want plan. Him.
4: They won to spite him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, geez, if only the White Sox could do that. Hey, what is the deal? All right, this is easy pickings here. But what the fuck is going on with the intentional walks with... I understand that, you know, we make the jokes like, Oh, he's trying to get fired. He's really working against the team. This is if nothing else, a normal human being, a human, a human would say, you know what? I caught some real flack. Maybe in retrospect, it didn't turn out to be a smart. I actually don't really understand what I was doing. I looked over the, I looked over the, all the chess moves I made and boy, that actually was a Turkey. I shouldn't do that again. And man, it's like a month later. And he does the same thing again. What is going on with that? Like, what is with the belligerent he's asleep in the dugout and then whenever actually expected to maybe answer to for any of his decisions he's just a a truly he's sort of an ugly person
6: this feels like a movie the way that you've described it <laughs> like, it, it doesn't even feel real like it, it sounds even like it's it's everything you've said is entirely true like i have no issues with it but the way the way you describe it it's it's, it's like it, it shouldn't be happening in real life major league baseball um yeah um i i don't i i didn't get obviously the second one two intentional walk um yeah like i i was unironically like the game was they were down 5-2 in the bottom of the 7th i mean they they'd scored two in the first inning and then they did nothing after that um like the, the game, they, they were unlikely to win that game, regardless of how that played out. But I, I, like, I, I wanted, I wanted karma. Like, in, I, I wanted the decision to instantly look at it as dumb as possible. And yeah. you know, that, 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 I, I had a, a a micro bet that the White Sox would either win that game or lose by less than four. I, I had nine cents riding on it, and I was still cheering against my nine cent bet. <laughs> That's how you know how serious I am. Like, I cared more about Tony looking stupid. Than I cared about nine pennies. Um, so yeah um, it didn't make sense and I don't like how he justified it, although I wasn't surprised because he justified the first one as well. So I mean I, I was entirely expecting it uh, um, this time too and, and and I was slightly disappointed when when um, the um, they got the out to end the inning.
2: In an off-season podcast, we will get the full accounting of Joe Reesus's 200 bets that uh, yielded him a total of uh, $2.61. I cannot wait to get uh, details on every one of those micro bets. Okay, the science fiction film now that the White Sox season has become, uh, I mean, further thoughts on this guy who's just become an immovable object?
5: I have so many thoughts. Um, First off, I I, sometimes... With the especially with the intentional walk, sometimes I feel like someone is feeding him some information that just makes him do the absolute worst possible decisions. Like, like Jerry's in his ear, like, "Hey, you know it would be funny a one-two intentional walk." But I, I would personally rather see this team lose forty straight games than than see them make the playoffs again with Tony Larusa. To be perfectly honest. I I see no – I would rather it be so embarrassing to the team that even Jerry's like, oh, I need to cut ties with this because any anything other than like we, going on like one of those crazy like 20, 25 game winning streaks that like takes us into the playoffs with all the momentum or whatever, I, I, I will not care. I don't care about the playoffs. We're going to lose to whoever it is. The wild card, it will, will, if we win the division, will we put in the third wild card. So like Seattle or Baltimore, I'd rather see either of those teams beat us. To be honest, I'd rather see either of them go for the playoff. The only team I wouldn't want to face is the Twins because I just want to see them lose another series in <laughs> the playoffs. But there's there's no point in wanting them to go to the playoffs at this point. People are like, And several people have been like, they're going to, you know, do it in spite of whatever, but even if it is in spite of Tony or the hitting coach or just every single injury on planet Earth, I don't care i'd rather i, I yeah. Cr- don't
2: Crystal's nodding in approval, given that she at, at least at one point had gotten low enough to just pick 47 wins for the team. But le- this came up in the Slack cast. I think I was the one to admit it, but I'm sure other people were, you know, at least quietly nodding or just said, well, I'm glad you said it, Brett, because you look like an idiot. And I didn't. Um, but this idea now that we've moved into sort of hate watching and it kills me. I mean, we're fans of this team. In 2018, when the team was awful, in 2018, we did a thing called a race to the bottom because it was like legitimately for a while there, they were rivaling the very worst team. They could very well been the worst team team franchise history. It was worth tracking. It's sort of a sick thing. You know, it's not like you're not, you're not giggling over, it, but it's like, okay, well, this is going to be, this is a rebuild. This is the low point of the rebuild four years later. It's like, no, no, no. And, and the, what they're doing to <laughs> what they're doing to the fan base. I mean, I can't speak for anyone. I'm a different fan than all of you. We're all different fans, but uh, it's not a fun place to be and to think, you know, to even be tempted to, to, you know, to say, and to feel what is. What you're not the only person who has said this, where it's like, geez, I hope they just, you know, they lose out, or hope they're embarrassed. I mean, it's not the way we're supposed to be as fans, and yet this is what this team—not necessarily player, maybe a couple of players keichel has gone, but you know, you know, the management, um, the circumstances uh, is sort of forcing us into, and it's a, it's a very creepy feeling. Uh, uh,
3: other people have thoughts about sort of this hate watch concept. It's creepy. Yeah, it's not something I really enjoy doing, but I'm with Jordan in the sense of like. <laughs> Oh, gosh. If, if La Russa, like, if La Russa lucks his way into the playoffs, that's just going to be an excuse to sign up, to give, to let him pick. I mean, he has one year left on his deal. They have an excuse to, like, just let him go, like, go down. He retires after the deal's up, and 2023 is a wash. And they try, well, they try to promote it as La Russa's last dance, which, because Chicago. And I'd rather us just, like, end up losing 80 games and barely miss the playoffs because we barely lose a division. And we could say, well, as you know, screw that because that gives them an excuse to keep Tony. Okay, lose – I mean, win 70 games, just go on a horrendous losing streak and give me a new manager. Sandy Alomar, you're right there. Even though, you know, he may or may not want to come through, you're right there.
2: Technically still could lose a hundred games. Okay. Other thoughts about hate watching because it's sick and we all hate it, but
1: and the million dollar question is, is there a world in which they make the playoffs and Tony still does not come back as the manager next year? I think most of us would probably lean no. So we're kind of forced to you know, yeah. pick one half of the baby, you know, <laughs> do we, uh, do we want to actively cheer for our team to lose? Like no, nobody really wants that, but if it means not having to watch Tony manage the team next year, then I think if those are the two options you have, you know that's that's what it is then yeah, I will I'll take forty games of not winning and try to reboot it next year over you know again the world where they back in at eighty five games and get swept and we run it all back next
2: year. Yeah, we've battled this all that's year right. with the La Russa apologist. I mean, even that intentional uh, wog's like, well, see, it worked. I mean, I mean, that's a little tiny thing, and this is a much broader concept. But, yeah, they make the playoffs. They do anything in the playoffs. They even make a run for the playoffs. They have an even winning record. You know, Dante's on something. I mean, you do. I mean, maybe this is just taking one for the team. And, you know, you it's like two steps back to just get a little bit forward while there might still be a window, which again, that's going to be a topic for many other podcasts in the future, because wow, that window may be, well, it's certainly very dirty right now. Um, hate watching uh uh you know crystal 47 wins you got a little bit brighter on it there for a while but you've been all over the place and you know now you can't go mats oh lord but i mean it's this is not fun this is not what you came over to the white Sox for this is not what was promised you no. as a white Sox fan
4: <laughs> i would like to just go ahead and blame my husband tonight for bringing me on to this bullshit um and then saying, oh, Crystal, you're such a great writer. You should write about the things that you love the most, like baseball. Like, you should do that. And you should do that for Southside Sox and the 87 other sites you write for. And... Um,
2: have, you asked little, Billy, have you asked Billy yet, hey, what if I start hating baseball? Can I change my mind? A little peeved right
4: now with Mr. O'Keefe um, for encouraging this and you for encouraging this. Um, because I think at least once a week I go into Slack and say, I fucking quit. Like, I hate this team. I'm done. Um, and then I go by ticket.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, you and Zach team. talk. Um,
4: no, but I mean, I just hope that they pull like all of these podcast clips when they do the World Series uh, documentary this year. And Tony gets named manager of the year for his... <laughs> excellent um you know managerial decisions like having would... people play hurt and walking on unfavorable counts and they're gonna make great snippets for like we're gonna be the haters
2: in the world yeah. Series. look listen god bless you white socks you've given me work uh you got me into writing but you're know, like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yeah, i'm not gonna shit too hard on the white size, but listen it, you know, here's the thing man that's exactly something they would do crystal that is exactly something they would do you know they pick the one in a hundred things as negative now granted the percentage is much higher these days Pick the one in a hundred negative and they're gonna ding me for that i've gotten those messages i don't hear anything about man great piece great historical features great this great that oh man that's that case analysis was a kick ass no no i don't get think oh great miners analysis man you guys are really digging into it well wow how many people you got on staff oh my god this is terrific no we don't get that oh you're that's absolutely right it's gonna be a special montage like just a bunch of like uh disembodied voices some uh some female some some women some men some unidentified who it's just gonna be un. it's gonna happen uh so let's just not have it wait
4: please they're gonna be like crystal was the biggest hater Mm -hmm. And she made so much money off of hate (laughs) pieces at the end of the season. Biggest hater in 2022. It'll be like the Lucas Geely though. Crystal O'Keefe, biggest hater in 2022.
2: Yeah, we just got a comment when we put the, the second-to-last shirt. Oh, man, Adrian, shout-out. Adrian Serrano, terrific pride shirt. That kicked ass Put that up today. But even the Cueto uh, one was fabulous. I put that up got somebody commenting like, oh, man, everybody complains about the team, but no, you're going to make money off of that. and said, profit. Yeah. I got bills
4: to pay. White ding. Sox keep yeah. sucking so I can keep running. <laughs> you're
2: right. Ding, 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 ding. The money's just rolling in. We just love this. Look, we're laughing. It's so much fun to talk about a team that technically – can still lose a hundred games the Dante Jones method. Um, Hey, let's talk about the season a little bit. Do we want to do that? What's going to happen? Um, um, uh, Referring to my stupid prediction, you know, the Sox are still the only team playing below uh, uh, worse than pace that, you know, just a reasonable pace. I predicted Cleveland's still ahead of pace. Minnesota's right about where they should be. Maybe a game, game ahead. I don't know what they're doing tonight when we're talking, but uh so they're already out of the gate not great um they can still make that up as we know is this does that t- does this team have it i mean the, the rotation's rough the pinning is i mean we detail it every podcast do the white Sox have this kick joe says but well, you never know crazy things have happened zach seems to acknowledge that mathematically it's technically possible uh even though he's also crossing his fingers that maybe perhaps you know everything does just go up in flames I, you know what is what is the likelihood is is uh, how about those let me frame it this way. Are the White Sox going to be in this to the end? Are we going to see them falling out, say, even mid-September? Are they going to be in this to the end?
4: They're going to win the World Series. And Tony La Russa <laughs> is going to be named lifetime coach of the White Sox. it be riff. corpse
2: coaching. Excellent clip for the World Series DVD. Very well done and very clever, Crystal. Uh, thoughts? I mean, are they going to ma- I mean, granted, they almost have to make it. I it's, mean, it's, it's very challenging. Cleveland ain't great. Minnesota is very confused. The White Sox, Lord knows, are extremely confused. So I can just see this this clown car just like veering and crashing into walls and turning over and flipping down and getting set on fire until the very end. Do we think the White Sox actually have it in them to somehow stick in near the clown car to stay within, let's say, five going into last week?
5: Yeah, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I, it's it's going to be close because everyone sucks in this division. And and the problem is is we're gonna we're gonna get those little I we're gonna get those little pockets of hope we're gonna get those little pockets of like oh this team actually looks good and then and then they lose to Kansas City for three games or or they lose twenty five to the Astros. it's it's like there it's it's an emotional roller coaster but it's like that that roller coaster that was like. Designed to euthanize you. It's <laughs> just like it's it's the rollercoaster designed to make you no longer like soccer right? because it's just so painful to be like things are looking on the up and up. Uh, you know, we took two games from the actors and then the, the, even three of the games were really close, and the last one was a terrible, terrible blowout. But it's going to be close the whole time because that's how this division has always been. They, it's just, the AL Central, since it has existed, has been the – I don't know if it's mediocre, but it's been the closest division in baseball just because of how either bad, good, or mediocre the
1: teams are.
2: There's no doubt about it. <laughs> sox Park, the place you wanna, don't want to go because – it could kill you. Uh Oh yeah. On that note, hey Zach and Zach and Crystal will be going. You'll see them at Sox Park, you uh, know, near you. It's
4: like when you stand up on a roller coaster and immediately get decapitated. Oh. Um. I was going to say I think they're going to get like no hit by the Orioles, and then win five in a row. That's my prediction.
2: Mm. Um. Uh, Kopac prognosis. I mean, this is. I mean, it, this would have been. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even want to talk about Kopech anymore. I mean, does do, do the Sox? Who's going to win this division? All right, speed round. Let's end it up. Who's going to win this division? Uh, let's do a 40 games out. Who is going to win this division? You only have three choices. You have to choose one of them. I guess you could choose death, which I guess is the twins. But, uh, okay, Crystal, who wins this division?
4: Twins.
3: Dante? Guardians.
2: Jordan? White pop. Whoa! Joe Reesus!
6: I'm going with the Twins, unfortunately. Really hope I'm wrong.
2: Zach, you could be a tiebreaker here. I don't know if I'm even going to vote because I'm just the motor mouth. Uh, Zach? Uh,
1: the real winner is whoever, whichever <laughs> wildcard team draws the section, <laughs> which I personally think is going to be the Gluten
2: Guardians.
4: Actually, it's the friends we've made along the way.
2: Oh, God, Lord. Yeah, it's 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 every single one of these podcasts. Okay, well, Cleveland ties with two Minnesota ties with two. No, I'd say Cleveland. I'm going to break the tie. I think it's going to be Cleveland. Pfft, I don't like it. I'm not happy about that. But uh, yeah, Jordan ain't going be the White Sox. But hey, listen, you get to you get to uh, crow to everyone. You say, you know what, forty games out. I predicted this was going to happen when nobody had any hope. I was willing to go to Sox Park and be decapitated and have my hopes crushed by this nasty, nasty team and their ghoulish, ghoulish, sleepy, 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 sleepy manager, who's very angry, too. Thankfully, I'm a thousand miles away, and that stadium could not decapitate me from here. Safe, (laughs) yes. That does keep you technically safe. Uh, and the White Sox will probably not be, despite the fact that you've shown faith in them, probably not be extending you a complimentary ticket and trip in. But who knows? Keep us posted. Uh OK, well, um, Zach and Crystal, uh, keep us posted on all your um uh, delightful play dates at um, Sox Park. I'm sure it's going to be very, very fun because chances are you will not see a win based on how they played at home. We'll see you at the, in the contention window. Uh, yes, they may, who knows, the prices may go, the demand prices may take it down to something where maybe they're paying you to go. I don't know if it works that way, paying you to go. So, I mean, at that point, hey, come on, go get some, uh, elote. Come on. Um, all right. Well, I guess we dragged on long enough. This pain, this pain, this pain, it's sort of like going to the doctor and the dentist and, uh, to awake. Um, I don't know all at once. Um, so thank you for spending so much time with us, uh, here at the wake with us. No wake yet. White Sox still alive. It's, <laughs> they're just three games out just in a matter of days they could be in first place and we'd have a whole different podcast i'm sure and the white Sox will take a whole bunch of different clips for their world series dvd and remember it's crystal o'keefe there's an apostrophe in there crystal o'keefe um uh hello uh hello to shout out to billy keep keep fueling crystal we need her here with us i don't care if she wants to resign once a week
4: i told him i need a vacation after this season
2: and you going, are going okay, to okay. deliver.
4: We're going, I'm leaving forever. <laughs> <vacation>. <laughs> oh,
2: fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, thanks everybody for, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you're watching, usually listen, reading about you. We're not here. Uh, we're going to keep providing coverage. Whether you like it or not, it's going to be here. And, you know, listen, you can't really argue with the price. It's close to prices on StubHub for White Sox tickets. And that is a free promotion for you, StubHub. Hey, thanks for listening. Everybody, thanks. Crystal, Joe. Zach, Jordan, Dante, appreciate you sticking this out with me. And hey, guess what? We could have another one of these in just a matter of days. Uh, please don't hesitate to come back and join us. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back with you uh, sooner or later. Larissa's <laughs> going to do something insane next game. We'll be talking again soon. We don't want to do it.